0: you know, all my whole history people have said to me, Gosh, aren't you worried that a such and such a store is opening next to you or so and so has acquired this particular e-com site so or, or this particular digital space that they've increased their consumer base considerably. I've always welcomed that because I think the more you can see people around you doing other things, the more you sharpen your own pencil and think, how much better can I be? So
1: Hello and welcome, you're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, and I am super excited to have Barbara Cook, the CEO of Lovers, with me today. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and let y'all know a little bit about Barbara and and her just professional and impressive experience, and then we're going to roll right into the questions because I'm sure once I'm done with the bio, you are going to have way more questions than what I wrote down. So I've got a few though, so y'all are just going to have to deal. So Barbara Cook is the CEO of Omnichannel sexual wellness retailer Lovers and the popular online lingerie retailer Yandy. Barbara pivoted from running coveted fashion brands as the former president of Hudson Jeans and the CEO of Mionsai to reignite and reinvigorate the 40-year-old lover's brand and oversaw its monumental acquisition by the iconic Playboy Group. Barbara boasts more than two decades of retail and merchandising leadership experience from Gap, T-Mobile, and Starbucks. Barbara, again, thank you so much for joining me.
0: It's so great to to be here and thanks uh, again for inviting us, Ruthie. It's great. So I feel like by now,
1: anybody who's listening is probably dying to know how you go from leading pretty much any other type of retail company to stepping into being the CEO of a 40-year-old sexual wellness company. So what did that opportunity look like for you?
0: Well, but the practicality of it was it came to me. I I did not go to it. It came to me. And the opportunity for me was, look, worked in industries that are all about making people feel good about them. You know, whether it's, uh, do I look good in these jeans or or I've got a phone that does what nobody else's phone can do, or, you know, being associated with a global black brand like Starbucks. What I've done has always been about making people feel good about their lives. And generally retail does that, right? You are You are mm-hmm. dealing in a consumer space where people... Want to feel good about some aspect of their life. So, from that point of view, for me, there is also a, there was a sort of a natural leap because I felt very strongly having having worked in undercover colours where I found that people, you know, trying to stop drug facilitated sexual assault, I found that there were people with big mental health issues, big issues that were affecting their life that you couldn't necessarily see. And I don't think there is much of a leap between mental health and sexual health and well-being. And then as, it, as we moved into COVID, the whole mental health thing opened up to be far more expressive, far more open, far more talked about. And in tandem with that, I think so does sexual health and wellness. So I think I have a responsibility that is actually bigger than perhaps anything else I've ever done. And that is to make it be okay to talk about sexual health and wellness. And it is okay to share concerns. It is okay to talk about things that you are concerned about that, you know, maybe before you'd only ever talk to your best friends about or your mum, or whoever. And we've had some really inspiring stories with that. So for me, it, it was just kind of a natural extension of where I was, but, but it did come to me.
1: Oh my goodness. And like your grand vision is already starting to to peek out there a bit. <laughs> and I would say for me from a personal standpoint, and this is something I've I've done interviews on myself, but when I first got married and even any type of relationship that had a sexual component before that, I struggled hard. To even talk about it with my partner, and part of that tied into some of the traumas I had experienced. Pretty much, mm-hmm. almost as soon as I left home and joined the military. So, you know, now we'll be married for ten years this year. And congratulations! Thank you. The difference in my ability to communicate and the the results of that has just been so so significant that of course, you know, hindsight's 20, twenty you're like, Oh, I wish I could have, right. I wish I could mm-hmm. have been able to communicate better, but you know, it, it happened when it happened in terms of me being able to communicate more. But I just, from a personal standpoint, I say all of that to say that from a personal standpoint, what you just talked about there, about it being open you know for people to talk about when they're i'm sure plenty of people who even struggle to speak to their partner or partners yep. about yep. it it's just so very significant to me so i'm i'm already like enrolling in your vision
0: <laughs> well and and look i think th- that's the glory of this sector right it is it's everybody and and when i say everybody i mean every gender every every preference every age group every part of the world every it's it's human beings period and and you know i have stories from as as old as an 87 year old lady who was going on a date who rang our customer service department and said i haven't dated for 20 years and i i don't know what to do I, 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 I don't know how to do this. So from that kind of moment to talking to couples about their relationships and, you know, having feedback from our consumers in stores where when one lady came in and said, actually, I only want to speak to this particular sales associate because I want to tell her what she has done to our, my relationship and my married life after 25 years. She can't even begin to comprehend we're we're better we're stronger because i spent 45 minutes with her talking about something i've never talked to anybody else about so it's all of us we all have the same um fears somewhere in our in our upbringing and in our and in the, in the way we are and once once you find a place a safe place and it's true for every facet in life but once you find a safe place in this place it it explodes and it's it's a humble and gratifying pleasure to be part of
1: That's amazing. Okay, let's pivot real quick to taking a look at something I mentioned from your bio, that acquisition by Playboy, which I mean, love it or hate it, like, incredibly iconic, right? Like, people know Playboy, like they know what you're talking about when you say Playboy. If you don't know, then you've probably been living under a rock. Um, so what did it look like to get lovers ready for that acquisition? Like, cause that's huge.
0: Well, let let me begin by saying I love it. And I actually, like most people, I thought I knew about Playboy. I did not know about how much Playboy had done over the, its 70 years to embrace equality and free expression. I, I, I did not know I had I learned that. But your question about getting the business ready, you know, there are several facets to this and and like with every business, it starts with a solid leadership team mm-hmm. You absolutely have to have great people who work together running an efficient business. And and I don't believe you can run an efficient business without it being together. It's useless if your buying team is out there being fabulous, but your marketing team doesn't know what to do with that, right? Uh, It doesn't matter if we do all that, but the finance team is asleep at the wheel, right? Everybody has to run together. And so starting with that, And that took, to be fair, that took probably the best part of my first year in the business to get together. And that wasn't always about moving people around, although we did do some of that. It was also about being clear what expectations were from each department and each role within that department, and not making assumptions that people would automatically know, if you have that title, that's the job that you need to do, because it doesn't work like that. And... If I think about places like marketing, particularly, mm-hmm. and I think about the digital space and you know social media, what people used to do in marketing and what they need to do today, very different. Customer service, very different, right? As it should be, because we get instant and constant feedback. So very different roles from how they were. So clarifying that, putting that team together so that we could showcase not only who we had, but what we were doing, how we were doing it, and what the results were. Now, I I didn't for one minute uh, think that the sale would ever go through. In fact, in fact, it, we weren't up for sale. We were. Uh, I, I was just going through a, a very conventional refinancing for the business. So it wasn't it wasn't like we were. We had a pack put together and we were out there, you know, selling ourselves like you do when you... Get. So as as the weeks and the months unfurled, this whole thing took pro- probably about nine months from soup to nuts. But as it was unfurling, it, it became more and more and more obvious that the things that we had done and the team that we had and the results that we were getting and the customer feedback and the management of the business in a in a progressive and cohesive and successful way was actually very attractive to Playboy who then ultimately did buy us and, and hurrah for that because now we get to be part of the biggest lifestyle brand in In the world, and we can share what we know and we can learn from everything that Playboy has. And we are now really, really starting to feel like one cohesive team with a great group of people and lots of talent that can be shared around and career opportunities as well.
1: That is awesome. And it makes me think because I I feel like I'm starting to see it more in some of the social media channels, especially like LinkedIn, where people are talking about building up a business with like the Express. Intent to sell it as if it is some like easy thing to do. But listening to what you're saying, it sounds like there's a huge like people variable in there,
0: right? Yeah that's where it starts. I mean that's where it starts. Of course you've got to be able to demonstrate processes and procedures across all operations. You have to instill in in the acquirer, the purchaser, the investor whoever it is confidence that 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 actually their money will be protected and will go to a, a good outcome, right? People, people forget about that. Mm-hmm. And being able to use your processes and procedures to organically x-ray the business and talk about the added value you can bring to that. You've also, I think, got to be very transparent about what needs to be done. I don't think anything is ever perfect. I don't think any of us have ever got there. And honestly, for me, if I, and I've never thought this, so it doesn't really apply, but if anybody ever thinks, yeah, I've got this licked, I've got this done, this business is exactly where I need it to be. It's probably time for them to move on because they're missing the fact that there's always opportunity and there's always more. So, be transparent about that when you're talking to somebody. You know, be be clear about what your imperfections are and where your weaknesses are. And some of that is also about knowing your marketplace, knowing mm-hmm. your competition. Mm-hmm. Who is out there that it is is going to make you vulnerable, is going to put you in danger. And equally, who is out there that you can go and dominate and do better than. So, you know, I, I have always you know, all my whole history. People have said to me, "Gosh, aren't you worried that a such and such a store is opening next to you, or so and so has acquired this particular e-com site, so or, or this particular digital space that they've increased their consumer base considerably?" I've always welcomed that because I think the more you can see people around you doing other things, the more you sharpen your own pencil and think, "How much better can I be?" So for for me those would kind of be the the points i would go through it's it's about your people it's about your team it's about being clear about what your expectations are and having them deliver together with you right in the trenches with you're all in this together about being able to demonstrate pr- process and procedure and being transparent about about what needs to be done and knowing knowing the space you're in and the space you could you could Hopefully, get to be in as well. So not just your space, but your adjacent spaces too. Mm,
1: for sure. Okay. So my next question, I think, is very well suited to to your company and the industry that you're in. But what's one thing about lovers or about the sexual wellness industry that you wished more people understood
0: for, about lovers specifically? I think it, it. We we try. We are striving to be an employer of choice. I think historically, and when I did my research, but before I joined the TLA acquisition, what I was hearing from other retailers in the industry was, if people can't get jobs anywhere else in stores, they come to us. Mm. And that is such a big misnomer and such a big mistake and such a A big, it's an uneducated view of of the world. And I will tell you, when I got to Lovers, I found a passionate, capable group of people who just wanted to make the world a better place. And at the time, there was little, little energy put towards making the reciprocal of that and becoming an employer of choice. So I think don't be fooled into thinking this sector is is not is, is the bottom of the pie. It absolutely is not. The consistent feedback we get from our customers is educational and personal service that we provide outstrips a lot of other places in the industry in the retail industry generally. I think customer service differentiates brands and businesses and sectors anyway, we know that. But when you make it personal, and I think one of your first sentences to me this morning, Ruthie, was personal. The experience is personal, right? It is personal. And 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 so that makes what we what we do very it, it is personal. It's very important to how we feel. And we have to be passionate and we have to be connected to it. So we spend a lot of time and effort training our employees once they've been hired. Um the, with the thousands of, of products that we have, the way they work, the way they work with your body or with your partner or products that you can li- learn about that you never even knew existed, and parts of your sexual journey that you have never explored personally and didn't even necessarily know existed, mm-hmm. are all brought to life by this fabulous group of human beings and is growing and, and it and you know I would say to your audience you know if if people are interested in 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 learning about that and and to some degree you know being the therapist being the friend being the teacher being the educator and really having an opportunity to make people's lives Um, better and different. This is a great sector to be in. And I didn't understand that until I got here. I I mistook that. I I just... I just assumed it's another group of retail stores, which I know very well and have done for a while, and I can I can talk about, it, but it's much bigger and much deeper than that. So the challenge now and and the aim that we've got now is how do you replicate that in the digital space? How do you get that connectivity, that interpersonal effectiveness in the digital space? But I think that is the part of, of our business that I I undervalued in my head through lack of lack of experience, lack of, lack of knowledge. And it was a wonderful surprise.
1: That's awesome. And I guess like you, again, as you're speaking, I'm just kind of reflecting on like my own, the journey of my own understanding and just thinking like, geez, I was 20 and didn't know that I was 25 and I didn't know that. And like, you know, even, even now with the, you know, accessibility of the information, even being, you know, over 30, like I'm 32 now. So like being over 30, I'm being like, how has nobody told me that before? And it's my body. (laughs) So I, I think that's a really good point, you know, just kind of tying it together in terms of that, that, like it's part of the customer service experience, right? Like people are going to come and have questions and think that they know, but maybe they don't actually know. So having customer service professionals who can comfortably, knowledgeably answer those types of questions, I think gets you customers for life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in a way that you are doing good and enriching their Mm -hmm. lives, right? It's not a, a sort of obvious necessity, but once you're in this world you realize how large it is and you know it's it's shocked me how people have reacted as well in that you know in my neighborhood now people come and tell me all sorts of things some of which i really wish i hadn't have heard but but i but i have to t- but i have to tell you that you realize you realize that this is this is all human. This is everybody. It's and and the other glorious thing about it is it's not gonna go away. I think mm-hmm. now that it's getting more and more open, more and more spoken about and you're starting to see it more in other retail spaces and i'm sure we'll come on to that later but but i but i absolutely and and definitely feel that we've got an opportunity to make a big difference and and let's start by educating people and you 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 know we talked a little earlier about you know diversity and inclusion and 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 how your podcasts resonate in in that specific space as well i i would say to you that should that should also also be part of the education that it doesn't matter what people's preferences are. It doesn't matter but as long as they're not doing harm to anyone, right? As long it, it's it's we should embrace everybody and 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 allow everybody to be who they want to be. And and I think it is in all our responsibilities to to in whatever medium we've got, like your forum, which I think you do such an amazing job at gives us the opportunity, people like me, to give the opportunity to spread the word about, come on in, you know, sexual health and wellness is for everybody and we're here to help.
1: Amazing. Okay. So to close us out for this episode, I would love it if you could share your vision for lovers moving forward.
0: Oh gosh. If I had, if I had to put it into one sentence, it would be the place for pleasure for everybody you know so uh, we talked about carving out spaces and stores and digitally that we could so that we can empower we can educate we can inspire people of all backgrounds to reach their their greatest pleasure potential. We've also got other channels in mind uh, for how we're going to do that. We're going to be, uh, we've been holding fun events right now and workshops, both digitally and in stores. And that gets people excited about owning their own pleasure. And once they've, once they've kind of hooked into that, they do tend to come back for for more and greater. And, and some people um, have become our employees because they felt so... Um, so uh, impacted I guess in a, in, in a, in a positive way a, about their experience with us so they've come back and, and said they want to work for us and that's that's when you know what you're doing is really is really meaningful in people's lives that's awesome so the, the short version that to be the place for pleasure for everybody and that includes employees as an employer of choice so enjoy working here
1: I love that I loved what you said owning your pleasure yes I I that's a that's that's a very liberating phrase. I was going to say, because at first, the first word that came to mind was heavy, but I was like, no, it's not heavy. Like it's liberating, but I guess it's, it's just got so much potential and energy in that phrase. And it just, it feels like just well, ready to take off technically, it's it.
0: It's the empowerment of every human being, right? So it's, yes. it's, it's as big as the human race. It's as big as you want to make it. And that's, that's freeing, empowering and fun, by the way. Yes, and fun. We cannot forget the fun side of that,
1: right? Like it's <laughs> empowering, liberating, and fun. So let's not forget the fun part. So that's actually, I think, a perfect way to end our first episode together. And so, what I would like to encourage you listeners to go ahead and do is to go ahead and click on the links that we've got in the show notes here and and check out these websites check out lovers check out yandy don't forget to click and check out barbara <laughs> on her platforms because <laughs> i don't know if you picked it up while you were listening but i picked it up there is there's a lot of, of energy, right? There's a lot of power in her words and, and you can hear it in the vision. The clarity of the vision is is just going to slice right through and, and is going to continue on and, and actualize that potential. Whatever it ends up looking like, That's that's going to be up to Barbara and her team, of course. But I think that, you know, you could just hear it. You could hear the energy here. So thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you. Okay. So that's the end of this first episode and it's been your host, Ruthie and Barbara Cook, who is the CEO of Lovers and Yandy. And I encourage you to join us for next week's episode with Barbara because she is going to be diving into an amazing topic. I won't ruin the surprise, but do be sure to share this wherever it is that you like to be on social media. And we will talk to you again next time. for listening if you enjoyed this episode please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review to catch all the latest from me you can follow me on instagram at defy the quo biz and the link is in this episode's description thanks again and i'll see you next time